Good morning, or good afternoon, or good evening, or good day, wherever you are. I hope that your day is going really well. This is Mary Christopher, and this is our Sunday meditation podcast. So I'm out in the woods. These are, it's a, like a patch of woods in the city. Um, and it's in an area where there's not too much background noise in terms of traffic. Uh, because in Atlanta, like the whole area around Atlanta, it's pretty busy all the time. Just traffic, 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 traffic. Busy people, busy place. People moving here. It's, it's busy. And you may be able to hear some birds singing. Ah, it's, it's, it is a lovely day here. It's cooler. It's getting cooler here. And skies are clear. Not overcast. Sunshine. I'm standing in a little patch of sunshine. And there are... Um, a lot of pine needles on the ground and other kinds of leaves so it's very soft very soft the air is soft today which is always nice so this morning I was doing some gratitude work um, I wouldn't actually call it work I was doing some of my gratitude practice and there as I'm sure you know there are a lot of ways of doing that um, like we can come up with <clears throat> a lot of things or sometimes we can't come up with anything so my suggestion and this is a suggestion I do in class if you can't think of anything right offhand to be grateful for, because oftentimes we start with things outside of ourselves, like a car, or a house, or clothing, or you know, just things that are that we we are definitely grateful that we have. Um, but if you are not feeling particularly grateful. It on any given day then my suggestion is just be very grateful for being here for being a human being in the Tibetan Buddhist tradition and perhaps in the rest of Buddhism, but I know this is especially true in the Tibetan tradition. It is a very great privilege to be a human being, and according to their tradition, we have done a great deal of work and effort and everything to be a human being. And we know there are days when we do not feel at all grateful 
to be a human being. And partly because life on the planet is complex. It's complicated. It's busy. It's Some days it just is like one blessed problem after the other, for heaven's sakes. Um, and on those days, it's it's hard to be grateful. It's hard to go with the flow. You know, it's just difficult. And then underneath that or on top of that, however you think about it, um, is the that underlying, that thread of how vulnerable we are. How vulnerable humans are. And it's always been true. It's always been true. I was watching part of uh, a movie the other night with Tom Hanks, and I think the name of it is Castaway, and it's where he is on an airplane and winds up as the only living person who, and he makes it to an island, and he struggles to have enough water to drink, right just having enough water and and figuring out what to eat and <clears throat> and how to um I mean he goes through this whole thing just to make fire so he can cook something to eat that he manages to get from the ocean and it reminded me of how vulnerable humans are. We just are, and we know that. Like it's this underlying fact of our lives. And of course, with the virus, with the pandemic, um, here we've got this little thing called a virus running around the world and people are getting sick and people are dying and you know we're vulnerable we are even when we take really 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 good care of ourselves and we take our vitamins and we drink water and we try to eat right and we behave and we're kind to our neighbors <laughs> we're still vulnerable and what really brought this home to me was uh, this win this past winter when I was still living in Texas, and we had the big freeze, and I couldn't get down my driveway for six days because it was layered with ice and snow and ice and snow and ice and snow, uh, and it my driveway was on a slope, and I. Um, I would have skidded. I mean, I might have made it down, but there it kept... Anyway, I didn't try it. Um, partly because I didn't want to wind up on my neighbor's front porch. So, at one point during the big freeze, and I've talked about this before, so you may be familiar with it. Apparently, the electrical grid like all the energy supply was 4.5 something minutes away from 
completely, totally crashing. Okay, I mean, and this already people were on having blackouts. Uh, people were in apartments with no heat, no water. Um, and apartments and homes, you know, all across Texas, except, of course, in the El Paso area because they had updated all of their equipment and they had linked themselves to the grid, the electrical grid that is in New Mexico because El Paso is very close to the border. The border with Mexico and the border with New Mexico. So all the folks down there in the El Paso area um, were in good shape. And the reason they were was because there was another weather anomaly in, I believe, 2011. And the people in the El Paso area, the people in charge of um, consumable electricity in the government said, we can't do this again. So they passed a bond and updated everything and and became part of the um, grid in New Mexico. But the rest of Texas didn't do that, right? Um, so to get back to my point, at, at one time during this big freeze, the whole grid, we were like four minutes plus away from the whole grid going down. And if that had happened, it could have taken days, maybe weeks to get the whole thing back up. And we had seriously cold temperatures down around six and zero and um, airplane going over. Sorry about that. Sounds like a little propeller plane. And I realized because we're all on some, you know, in this country, most of us are on some kind of a grid, some kind of electrical grid. And we're very dependent on that grid and we're very dependent on the water systems and the sewage systems and, uh, you know, the the air, like keeping the air clean. Um, And I thought, we are really living kind of close to the edge here, especially with all the changes in the weather. And I thought, okay, so humans are vulnerable. We're we're really vulnerable. So what do we do? How do we deal with this? And the way that my grandparents and their parents and their grandparents dealt with things was neighbors helped each other. Like they, you know, people belonged to specific churches and they were farmers or ranchers or gardeners or I mean there were very specific ways that the culture around the world culture around the world organized itself so that folks 
had a had more of a tendency to look after each other. So one of my jobs when I was growing up was my mother would send me down the street um, and over to the next block to Mrs. Miss Gilmore's house. And Miss Gilmore was an elderly lady. She had a a house that was apart it was apartments and I think there were two downstairs and she had the top floor um, and and she owned it so that was like her retirement and she had been one of the very first social workers in the county where I grew up and so everybody kind of knew her and she kind of knew everybody um, but periodically, if my mom hadn't seen her out and about, my mom would send me down to knock on her door and find out if she needed anything. Okay, so this was a, a very polite way of say, finding out if she was okay. Like if she, she walked with a cane and uh, she was a little bit heavy, so there was some concern that if she fell... Um, she might not. She might have difficulty getting up or getting to the phone or whatever. So that was my job, and that nobody thought anything about sending kids to check on people, right? Um, so my point here is that uh, cultures and neighborhoods can organize themselves in a f- way. To look after people, and um, it it creates um, creates a sense of community. So the people who were in meditation class, uh, we were I believe we were able to have our class. I had revolving blackouts, but. I think we were able to have our class. Not everybody was able to be on Zoom. But we did check in with each other. And if people couldn't get on the Zoom call, then um, they could usually, we, you know, I could text them or call them and make sure that they were okay. And no one, everybody was staying off the roads because the roads were dangerous. You didn't want to slide off into the bar ditch because nobody could come get you um so when we look after each other when we take care of each other we create community and that becomes an underlying sense of security you you have a sense of where you can turn if there's a bit of a problem Okay, so people have organized themselves this way for centuries, absolutely centuries, hundreds and hundreds of centuries. But now we tend to live a little more isolated in our standalone homes, uh, no sidewalks. A lot of, uh, of developments do not have sidewalks. So people, if they take a walk, they take a walk in the street. And it 
it you're further away from people's homes which some people really like but at the same time there it it makes makes us a little more isolated so my point here is we have a lot to be grateful for and one of the things we can be especially grateful for is our own resourcefulness human beings are tremendously resourceful and imaginative and and when we have the the um impulse or the the imagination to be helpful and supportive we create community and that is a really great thing and i think it's going to be more and more essential with all of our crazy weather and um you know some of the weather patterns are affecting food production uh and just all the things we're having to deal with with the pandemic so if you have this impulse to walk down the street and check in with somebody or just text them and you know um there there were people in my neighborhood I knew they'd had surgery so um I and I knew they weren't getting out and so I would give them a call and say I'm going into the grocery store do you need anything right I'm like really casual like no big deal I'm going to the grocery store do you and that's how we create community and that's a good thing that's a really good thing so if you have an impulse okay then follow up with it it may be just the very thing and that is also those gestures are also expressions of caring and compassion and obviously right now in the world we need a good outpouring of that for everybody's sanity so let's let's be grateful for exactly what we have and let's also be grateful for our human resourcefulness our and our capacity for creativity and compassion it's really amazing what we have okay so good let's do a little breath work and be quiet for a few minutes i know that most of you are um very good about being a good neighbor being a good friend uh and being a good relative even though at times being a good relative can be challenging um so one of the reasons that we take the time to be quiet is so we can remember who we are we're not our problems we are not our aches and pains we're not our income we're not our cars we're not our homes so if if we're not all those transitory things who are we well to start off we're human beings or we're beings 
being busy being here, okay? Because usually being on the planet means we're pretty busy. So we need to stop from time to time and just let ourselves settle down and be calm and be aware of our breath and our heart, our hearts, and just feel, just feel who we are and be grateful for that. When we do that, our heart rate tends to slow down, our breathing tends to get deeper, our stress level starts to go down. And as you know, when our stress level starts going down, then our immune system begins to function better. Studies have shown this, okay? I know you know this because I'm not the only person talking about this, okay? So wherever you are, whatever you're doing, if you're inside or outside, and I'm sitting on a wooden bench underneath some lovely trees, sitting in the sunshine, breathing in fresh, totally fresh oxygen. <sighs> and if you can't be outside, that's okay. Just find a quiet spot and maybe you can visualize or imagine your favorite place in nature. Maybe on a beach or in the mountains, by a stream, by a lake. Maybe your favorite thing is to watch the sun go down. Or just imagine that you're sitting right here with me on a wooden bench, sitting in the sunshine, breathing in this fresh, fresh oxygen. you breathe in, feel the air moving in through your nose, feel it moving down to the very bottom of your lungs, and as you breathe out, breathe out through your nose, or you can breathe gently out through your mouth. You may yawn, you may feel like yawning. You may want to close your eyes or partially close your eyes. you breathe in, feel the air coming in through your nose. Feel that fresh air filling your lungs. 
And as you breathe out, feel the air flowing from your lungs out through your mouth or out through your nose and across your upper lip. When you're comfortable with your breath and you're feeling relaxed and calmer, then bring your awareness to your heart. And as you're resting with your heart, be grateful for who you are. And if you want, Think of one thing about yourself that you really appreciate. Maybe it's your sense of humor or your generosity. Or your incredible work ethic. Whatever it is, that just pick one thing. Just one thing about yourself that you really have come to appreciate. And be grateful for that. And let yourself just rest with your heart for a few minutes.
Now as you breathe in, following your breath, all the way down into the bottom of your lungs. Oh, big yawn. Oh. Be aware as you breathe in of how centered and how calm you are. And as you breathe out, out through your nose or out through your mouth, following your breath, be aware of how relaxed or at ease you are with yourself. And when you're ready, as you're breathing out, gently open your eyes. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Very good. Very, very good. And whether we can always feel it or not, when we pause like that during the day and give ourselves a little break pay attention to our breath it's it's like plugging into a fueling station we begin to refuel we we begin to get back in touch with our creativity with our amazing resourcefulness as humans and and with the caring and compassion that lives within us wow lots of airplanes today the the Atlanta Hartsfield airport's one of the busiest in the country, if not the world. Um, and there are other little or smaller airports scattered around, so. The air's busy, but we can be calm, regardless of what's flying overhead, right? Have a wonderful week, and remember to take a pause and and do these little moments of coming back to yourself to your own rhythm to your own ability to your own creativity and resourcefulness and take really really good care of yourself this week okay remember to breathe talk to you next week